Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Welcome back, everyone, to Joycast. Sorry for taking last week off. I was falling asleep. He was. Now and I, we, we met last week to record, and then I started falling asleep while we were talking. I was all good and- to go, but the little baby gooba couldn't stay awake. Yeah, poor baby. I, I was so I had been up for the past forty eight hours buying a house. Yeah, like a baby. Like a baby. You know how babies buy houses. <laughs> Boss baby buys houses. So Joyride's gonna get a new headquarters very soon, and that's gonna be very, very fun. But uh yeah, I'm exhausted, but I'm at the point now where like I said, for privacy, I'm not gonna say what part of the uh, process I'm in right now, but things are good. I will have the house very soon. Bravo, um, bravo. But then after that, I'm gonna renovate the hell out of it because uh, I got a I got it for a steal, um, and it's already it's already it's, it's I got it for a steal. It's already livable, but it's like yo, I have so much because like I had a budget and I went way below budget on uh, the sale, so uh, we are going to renovate the hell out of it. And it's gonna be a cozy little little uh, dominion. I'm happy as hell um, for you, man. It's it, it's awesome. It's uh, I didn't expect to have one so soon. I told Steena, I was like, you know what? Maybe we'll have a house by Christmas. And then we contacted my our, our real estate broker, and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna put you on a house this week." I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> I, I guess I guess I just won't sleep." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a rough process. My heart goes out to anyone who's who has to go through that because I got off easy, and it was still and it still destroyed me mentally. But uh, it was worth it though. I'm very happy with the home. Um, otherwise, and other news. Um, so as of yesterday, uh, we're recording on Friday the 14th, so yesterday sag Crazy decided quick to week. go on, yeah, sag after d- decided to go on strike, and, um, that's huge, because this is the first time in 60 years that the actors and the writers have been on strike together. I will admit, in my, you know, it was something that I realized that you were probably very interested in for my, like, chronicle of my, my very jumbled chronicle of traveling around LA and everything. Yes. I saw some activity on the writer's stripe, but I didn't see anything big, to be honest. I just saw, like, a few people with placards and things because, because, every now because and then. Because Hollywood's really not filming in Hollywood anymore. They're all in fucking Georgia and Columbus mm. and the UK. Um, but now, now with this, like with, with SAG after now on strike, it's going to stop. Everything is going to stop now. They mm. can't like, like Deadpool rushed through filming just to get done before the SAG after strike. So like they can't, re- whatever they have, they can't like, they can't do reshoots until this is settled. Oh, that movie's going to be garbage. I'm sorry. I know people are so excited. They saw the Hugh Jackman photos and the Wolverine costume. I'm sorry, guys. That movie's going to be rough. Because there's a lot they can't do anymore. Uh, DGA avoided a strike. DGA? Uh, they settle things. Hey. Oh, no, that's the Director's Guild. Oh, okay then. So that's how Deadpool got finished. Uh, but SAG and WGA, they're on strike. And why are they on strike? It's very similar to why the WGA has already been on strike since May. Unregulated AI and replacement. If you thought it was bad for act, so if you thought it was bad for writers, it's even worse for actors lots of ai companies and execs are now pulling into um these uh deals where they believe they presented this to the actors where they want to for a one-time fee scan a background actor and have acts basically they have the rights to their likeness permanently forever 
in, perdu yeah, in per perpetuity. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Bullshit. That is absolutely ridiculous. No fucking way. That being said, there really, from my knowledge, and I could be speaking out of pocket, I don't think there was much of a formal discussion between the execs and SAG-AFTRA. The, the, the execs in WG absolutely talked and discussed, and the WG was able to present their terms, and the execs wouldn't even meet them halfway. They met them like a quarter of the way, and sometimes they just did not discuss at all. So that's why the, that's why the WGA went on strike. With SAG-AFTRA, it seems like SAG took a note from the WGA and went, you know what, the execs don't give a fuck. We're gonna strike before negotiations to have leverage, and I think it's very smart. Hmm. Um, that being said, and I know the part of this that really bugs you, um, is they they have they have not said anything yet. They're 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 presenting these things right now as we speak. Hmm. So there's a lot we cannot talk about. Um, but there is the a WGA, list of um there is a list WGA, of like what you, you can and can't work on right now. Yes, yes, yeah, but that's, it's all that's it's all TV point. related and everything. A lot of like yes, you and know. that's a key point. But with the WGA. If you write for TV and feature film right now, and you're not in the union, they will deny you access to the union in the future. And mm. that's just a solidarity thing. We don't want these execs taking advantage of non-unionized work. Look at Crunchyroll right now. We don't want this to be the fucking norm. It gets fucking bad. And I know you don't like that, Val, mm. but that's probably what SAG-AFTRA is going to do too, and that just creates solidarity. However, <sighs> now here's the thing though. This isn't as bad as the WGA situation because we have things. So this is, because this is relevant to Joyride because people are asking what happens to the anime industry. TV animation contracts are very different. This will not stop anything as long as it's television for, 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 for ADR and voice acting. But you can, however, you cannot voice act for feature films right now. That that's that's been defined, but you but you can still voice act for TV animation. So voice act so anime voice acting ADR. I've actually heard that dubbing is not. Moment. I've heard that dubbing is not actually like you know warranted right now. At least I've seen people talk about it. It's if it's not, on it's TV, uh, apparently again, they're uh, saying that they don't want that. Yeah, like I said. So again, the, the like as it currently stands, it's allowed. But I could see that changing soon. Again. Crunchyroll will not change. They're non-union. Oh, hell no. Crunchyroll is going to keep going. Crunchyroll, you kind of suck, not going to lie. They don't kind of suck. They absolutely do. Oh, yeah, but, um, you know, but, I've worked but, for them. Right I'm, still, now, I'm, like, I'm still on that listing and stuff like that. But, so but, it's for but, now, but, only kind of. But West Coast, you know, bang your bang zooms, they're still allowed right now, but this could change at any moment. Um, But I know for a fact that feature films are not allowed. You it, cannot voice act for feature films. Here's, here's the thing, though, that, that, that bothers me. If I if I could summarize my distaste for this sort Go of ahead. thing. Hollywood and just generally, like, these sort of guilds are already very much, like, tight-knit groups where it's a lot of, like, well, you know, we know each other, I know you, people get in and everything like that. So it's one of those things where rather than solidarity, it feels more as if it's like, well, we can't benefit off this work, so anyone who's outside of our circumference can't benefit off that work either, or else when 
inevitably, eventually, we get our way, you're going to be blacklisted. When already, there's it's, it's just a massive issue there, in the world in general right now, where there is just a social divide between people, essentially. Yes. Which is why I, I'm I really it. not I'm the... into it on any level. This is just a general rule for me. I don't like people trying to dictate how other people should or can live their lives, especially when it comes down to, like, you know, getting the bread on the fucking table. You understand yeah. that? I understand, and that is fair. They are preventing you from getting taken advantage of further in the future. Val, oh, yeah, no, that's why I agree. that The AI thing is fucking again, awful. I, I, again, you have to get everyone... This, these hard-cut rules, they're, they're one-size-fits-some rules, but in the end, when they do get these new rules established, they're going to protect you. You gotta get everyone on the same fucking page, and you can't give people leg room. Agreed. It's COVID one of those things that as, as someone who is making his room. money right now on acting and it's yeah, like, you not, know, I, I'm not part of any SAG-AFTRA thing. I'm not even American yeah, and stuff like now, that. This is what I want to tell you, Val, because you're in the indie scene and the film school project scene. That's where you currently make your bread and butter. Mm -hmm. You are going to be fine. That's oh, yeah, what I, I want to get at is with Joyride Entertainment because people ask, so how does this affect Joyride Entertainment? The kind of work it, that it you doesn't. do, Val, and the kind of work that we do we are protected under Agreed. the new media agreement mm. and micro budget clause. This does not. I saw that on the list. You are I, not. You are not going to be impacted by this. That was another thing I literally saw on the list. Actually, new media, new media and micro budget clause. So this is a clause that protects. So basically, like 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 um Lackadaisy and mm. the, uh, the Legend of PP. That is not. Even though you can have unionized actors, unionized actors can be in those projects, and you're allowed to act even when there's a strike in those. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I know that. That's that's new media. That's independent. That's I, micro budget. I I found a listing of these things earlier from a certain voice actress. Yes, they're they're putting the list right now, but these are not final. So you gotta mm. be very careful. It's just one of those things. Like I said, I've got a general issue with being told how to live my life, and frankly, I I think that you know. I get it, and then uh, and then like a hundred million people fucking died on the planet during COVID because they didn't like being told what to do. You gotta fucking be on the same page, even when it fucking sucks. You gotta eat your vegetables, Val. You gotta yeah, eat your vegetables. It, it's disgusting, but it's I, good. I would, I, I wouldn't compare it to that, but uh, sure, I sure. I would. Uh, it's 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 just a case of these things are already extremely exclusive, and now it's like, well. Anyone who wasn't invited to the fucking big boys table, it's like, you've got to fucking make sure. I get it. I get it. I agree on no, the but, AI but, yeah, thing, but, 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 but there's just some parts of this too. that fucking make my nostrils flare the fuck I know. Fuck I understand. Up. It's like, bro, can I just be, if I follow your rules during the strike, can I just be lent to the union? Like, yeah, I get that. No, that hell, fucking, hell no. It will that, never that be blows. like that because it's an extremely exclusive thing. Like, you know, we got, know. like, I mean, dude, we have so many well, voice actors. We have, so ma we have so many voice actors right now who aren't SAG-AFTRA. They are SAG-E's because apparently that means that they can be in the union. But for whatever reasons, I don't know what the restrictions are exactly because I certainly haven't been invited to the union. They aren't in the union for whatever reason. I don't yeah, fucking get where, it. Here's where it bugs me. And this is when I start going to your camp. It's this all predominantly stems from Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And there's more to the world than fucking Hollywood. Precisely. It's just, However, it just... but then let me double on that and say, 
my god, it's pretty rough outside Hollywood, though. It's pretty fucking bad. So honestly, Damn I kind right. of want to follow I, an example. I, I make my money off of uh, freaking YouTube videos and everything. I'm managing right now. As of right now, I literally announced it the other day, people. I am, like, full-time working on voice acting. Yeah, and, isn't and it fucking great? It, it is fucking great. I'm making money. I'm paying fucking taxes and shit like that. I can do whatever. The, I, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm making it work. It's hard. It's certainly goddamn hard, people. Don't think I'm rubbing it in your face. Look at all this great stuff I'm doing. Yeah, they're no, saying it's, it's a, I had to work three jobs the past three years to get that house. So yeah. Don't it, call me fucking. Like, there's no such thing as the American dream. It's called the American hustle, folks. <laughs> yeah. I like that. But look, all I'm saying is, as much as the so the unions are already striking for these things, and that's great, but guess what? I think the unions also need to have a fucking talk with accessibility to some people. Cause, you I know, agree, it's, no, I it's, fully agree with that. Th things are way fucking bigger than just the Hollywood TV sphere and everything like that. There's so much yeah. more going on in the world. Well, I'll just I'm tell like, you right now, Val, you're completely safe. They're not getting paid any work that you fucking do right now. I know yeah. they're not, but I think and about with, the people. I'm thinking about yeah. the people, though, that are talented, that do have yeah. the access to these things because I'm not a fucking American. If you are an American actor, you are immediately quite fucking privileged, to be honest. Like, it's a massive goddamn... Yes. It's, it's a competitive scene. People, as much as a lot of people, especially in the oh, voice yeah, acting sphere... I'll say from the States, we are incredibly ignorant to outside uh, talent. As, as and that was that was made very abundant when they when Country Roll and a lot of studios started cutting remote acting overnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, 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 here's the thing. Uh, Voice acting, acting in general, is such a competitive industry to be in. Like, you know, I'm very lucky that I have a good mix of things going on in my life that I can actually do this full time now. For now, that could change overnight for all I know. And I'll be back to laboring and doing whatever the hell I do. I'm not going to go into the details of it. <laughs> all the sucking and fucking I do in the alleys. I, no, I, no, I'm no. in there. I said, like, when I when you announced on Twitter that you were falling full time, I'm like, I know, I know what he's been through. He was doing me three fucking jobs, motherfuckers. Yeah. To get there, and and now I'm a full time YouTube, and again, it could. You should go be away fucking proud of yourself. It, it, it could it, go away overnight, but right now, I am having like the best summer of my fucking life. Yeah, God. exactly. It, it's I'm fucking busier, great. I'm busier more than ever. But I'm now busy on one thing. I'm not. I'm not divided between three fucking jobs. It's now one job, baby. Mm. It's fucking great, and it's a and it's it is it's a miserable. It can be miserable, but it also can be super creatively fucking fulfilling. Precisely, but my, and my that's point better is better than anything else. My point is though, there there is so much going on acting. It's competitive. Voice acting is as as much as people in the on the Twitter sphere and everything, try to say it's a very supporting, loving... Yeah, there's a community for it, and you can get lots of advice, and that is great, but people, it's competitive. If you want to be in this, you have to, like, be sat there for years, potentially, being denied that, like, oh, you didn't get this part, sorry, bud, yet yeah, yeah, not this time and everything. Like, lackadaisy. My, we can both agree lackadaisy is probably the biggest, like, you know, uh, opportunity for me. I got that in 2020. Yes. That took three years... To come out yeah, while you, you I'm working on loads of other things. Too, it's, right? It, it, like, it, your big break could still be like five years away. Exactly. Like, you get the job, but then you're under then you're under NDA. Yeah, yeah. That's just how it is. I mean, um, like, the production, I've got things in the pipeline still that I recorded for 
ages ago. I, I, I've got an anime series I did some, like, uh, ADR dub work in for background characters. I've got a really, I'm really excited for this one, actually, another indie animation that I think is gonna pop off Legend of Pippi style. God damn it, I still need to order my goddamn Pippi plush. Adam, can we do a plug for the Pippi plush on Kickstarter right now? Adam? Did I say Adam? I said Ivan fuck. You said Adam and I went, wait, Adam, I remember playing Overwatch Mighty, Adam Mighty Atom? What? Uh, Pluto coming out soon? <laughs> I'm like, I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, 2016 Overwatch, fucking survival mode, 3v3s and shit. Ah, oh, crazy time, <laughs> crazy time. Uh, so, do you just want to go to the Triumvirate now? I think we've said enough about sag -Aftra. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Like it, it, it's I, it, it's such a developing <laughs> issue right now. I just want to make sure people know that it really is. Ride, we're gonna be okay. We do have some of our talent who are um SAG union here. Yeah, but, but this is it, not it, gonna it, affect the work they do. However, even if it doesn't affect them, they might strike. They might strike otherwise, and we will be in full support of them, mm -hmm. and we will address those casting issues. When we get to them, if we get to them, I doubt that's going to happen. Also, but be prepared to hear some of your here. favorite YouTubers doing voiceovers. I mean, favorite YouTubers, favorite voice actors or something. Be prepared for, I don't know, Tanjiro or some crap to be doing a Watch Mojo narration or something. Right? They'll be looking for new work. Uh, yeah, know, new no, media. it's, it's, it's new one of those things. agreement, yeah. babies. We're already underneath it. <laughs> no, Who knows? Maybe Tanjiro will be on our... Maybe Tanjiro will be on our fucking uh, videos. <laughs> it, it, no, it's, it's one of those crazy things where it's like, you know, you see Kira Buckland or something doing, like, uh, a, a small indie game. I mean, Kira Buckland's all over the place. She's an amazing talent. She's in JoJo and everything like that. You, you're 2B from... Uh, near automata, but she she does all kinds of things, a lot of new media and everything. So I don't know, people. You might be hearing a lot of familiar voices in all kinds of projects for however long Spe this is going to ads. go on for. Oh, oh my gosh, fucking commercial VO is gonna go wild. I, 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 well, that's the thing. Commercials are apparently that, I mean, fine. That, I, I, we didn't even we didn't even mention that under the new media agreement. Oh my god, everyone's gonna go to fucking commercial. I, dude, I remember. I I know I've I I bitched about it once. Where don't it's sign like, those AI deals. No, no, that, that, that's that, that's the thing. Carefully uh, look over your contracts to make sure they're not silly. You're not feeding any AI, or else you've defeated the purpose. That that is the thing. That is the part about sag after again the strikes that I completely agree with. Actors should be protected from things like AIs taking over it's and like you know. It's the main point. Copying voices. Thing was just. It yeah. was just residuals. Uh, another question that does come up about it, though, streaming. about this strike, is how, like, you know, good would this really be for Hollywood right now? Because as we know, uh, Ivan, there have been a lot of, like, bombs and everything in movies lately and shit. Like, is, is Hollywood really, or even media right now, making as much money as it should be, or usually was at a certain point? It's, it's actually making more money. The problem is that it's spending more in all the wrong yeah. fucking ways. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, most of it's going in execs' pockets. That's the problem right now, is they keep fucking siphoning off more. It's like, I would have bro, assumed it goes towards all the fucking effects and everything. I, no, I, oh, no, I, oh, no. That's where they skip the most. That's the people who are getting fucked, because I'm pretty oh, sure, yeah. to my knowledge, that VFX artists aren't unionized at all. There's really? No for that. I mean, did you hear about the Sonic the They're Hedgehog thing? Fucked. Where apparently, because you know how the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, big weird fucking thing, where they had this awful, uh, everyone knows the Sonic the Hedgehog situation, I know. Awful CGI Sonic the Hedgehog gets changed over the course of like a few months in a rushed 
uh, like development to meet uh, a, a delayed movie release with a brand new Sonic the Hedgehog model that looked way better, way more in line with what Sonic the Hedgehog is, big success and whatnot. That studio that did the VFX to change the model for Sonic then got closed down after that happened. Yes. This happened. It happens all the time. I mean, I'm one of the people that did VFX for the Lion King movie. Got fucking shut down. Really? They're cheap. They're disposed to to Hollywood. They are fucking disposable. Oh man, I don't. They, I don't they've understand got it worse that. than anyone. That is ridiculous. But uh, so we, right we, now, you're the best example because you said about these bombs. The Flash is a great fucking example. It is. Yeah. It's a bomb because they spent over two hundred million dollars in marketing. That's insane. I mean, Why? Indiana Jones sell, was also a bomb sell as well. Ezra Miller, where There's they could have just fucked off. There's also Indiana Jones, and uh, did, did I mention that I was at the, like, I wasn't at it, but the red carpet event was going on when I was in LA. Oh, was it? Yeah, 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 the, the street was all, like, you know, blocked off That's and everything, and I was really fucking confused. Barbie and Oppenheimer right now, they literally have to do premieres and then run off the fucking street. Like, they're gonna be <laughs> the last fucking red carpet events. <sighs> the way it's going, I mean, I don't know, it's 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 crazy. But uh, let, let's, like you said, get to the triumvirate, because, like, yeah, the, the Hollywood strike stuff is very interesting, but it's a developing situation. We might have more for you next week. Maybe more develops or not at all. Otherwise, there isn't much for us to say again, because we're not... Here's the thing, if it's writers and actors, the actors and everything, it's um, unless Hollywood, the entertainment industry, decides that now's the time to try and, like, freaking replace everyone or something like that, then I, I don't see this lasting a very long time. Like, that, that it, it will probably buckle. I, I, I get you guys. Now you've got double because they, they tried scare tax this week. That's why SAG did not negotiate. Because mm. they, they basically, like, some... Because the fucking, like, basically the, the the entertainment reporters basically said, all right, execs are saying starve. And sag after said, bet. We'll do it. We'll fucking starve. We're already starving. Let's I know, but I, it's like, I, I don't even... What, like... Like, do you really think, uh... I'm sorry, I, I want to move on from this, but do you really think, like, I don't know, what's his freaking name? Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. You really think he's starving? No, because he's the 1%. Oh, well, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. It's like, I, like I, that's, I, that's I, what I mean. That's what I mean. 99% of acting... Is jobber. These oh are the yeah, 1%. I know. At this point, like when you're Mark Hamill and you're at that level, your job's not to be an actor. No, I know, your but that's that that, that, that becomes a question poster. now that I think about that's it. Because the, the, the main people that I'm seeing talking about this stuff are yes, voice actors who in the dubbing community are generally like underpaid. Look at the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. We talked about that before, yes. where like a lot of the actors were paid like 300 bucks for like an overall like you know pretty damn for good a movie performance. That made millions. It's, it's it's not my favorite dub or anything like that, but you know there are solid performances in there. Everyone who was a part of that production definitely got like should have gotten way more for what the movie grossed and everything like that that's something we should talk about but let's be honest the majority of sag after and everything are probably just like you know the fucking big hollywood stars and stuff chris pratt they're not the ma no, they're, they're not the majority val i don't they're know just it's visible. like they're just visible to your purview because mm, they're fair no enough but these you, people you are going to be the ones your, talking about the you most you commit the jobbers to your memory and mm, that's true. why they're the ones that speak up the job is like valentine stokes What's that? The job is like Valentine Stokes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but no, you're not but, even in the union, but there's jobbers in the union, dude. It's, one, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, look, these unions are so fucking huge now, even they should be, like, questioned for, like, what their true intentions are as well, because, I don't know, like I said, is it necessary? <laughs> true it's, intention it's, is true intention. No, it's, it's true. It's true. Anymore. No, it's true. It's like, you know, because 
I don't know. These are also just again big... these big names are one percent of the union. There's still ninety. No, 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 not just that. No, I mean it's just, it's just starving. a big it's just a big fucking group really that probably makes loads of money. They have a president Be of like careful. you know the union stuff like that. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. This is some blue checkmark talk now. What do you mean I'm blue checkmark? I'm not here for it anymore. <laughs> no. No, I questioned the execs first. The, the the Bob Iger who comes up to the fucking mic at the billionaires retreat, who says they that the actors need to be more realistic while they all fly on their fucking private jets. No. None yeah, but then it's also the actors who are part of that. Big part of that. It's true. Again, one percent of them. There's still the major the grand majority of the actors who benefit from the union and are currently striking still cannot even pay fucking rent right now. Yeah. Because they are getting their fucking residuals taken away because the execs are literally saving a fucking quick buck because they're spending $200 million to push Ezra Miller in fucking Flash so he can fucking flop when these when the fucking actors can't pay rent. They just want to be able to pay their fucking rent. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these fucking execs, they're paying $200 million for fucking pointless well then this just goes back to my point where in which i believe that the sag after you need to then be more work. accessible They're throwing money into a fucking wood chipper when you could well, why not invest in your fucking talent i think that a lot of these i think that a lot of these things do actually invest a lot in their talent though at least in these no, big they do budget not. movies that you we see when we're talking about art house and everything if we're they talking can't about because they weren't invested into if we're talking about they a lot of art house down. films which i know you're far more invested in because you're very much into like you know memorizing actors and all that stuff so like you know i don't know i just feel like there are multiple problems going on here potentially well, here's, here's, here, agree to disagree. Let's work big to small right now, Val. We'll deal with the true intentions of the unions when they're not starving anymore. When they I don't become know, the fucking hungry, hungry, then we can fuck with them. I, I guess but it's right my now, disenfranchisement with a lot of, like, the talking heads of these things that I'm seeing. Does I, that make I, more I, sense? I, I, I get it. I, I do understand what you mean, but no one, again, Jobber on the street, he goes on camera and talks. Social media doesn't push for him. We don't get to see him. Yeah. But when Matt Damon speaks on everyone's behalf, we fucking listen. And that's just the way the cookie fucking crumbles. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's just don't like, you know. Don't question his intentions. Question why we can't listen to the jobber. I just answered for you. Because we don't fucking listen. Because we, because there's only 24 hours in a fucking day. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen to the brighter star. And thank God there's there's some bright stars advocating for the rest of the guys. Yeah, that's, but... That's how it is. Ivan, I'm literally the jobber. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things. What things? It's just one of those things. It's just like so many multiple fucking uh, opinions going on in it. And I don't know. Like I said, I'm down with the AI thing. But then it's like the whole like comply or else. Like I said, it's just kind of... What the fuck? Like I said, necessity, necessary, necessary, but it also looks fucking dodgy. You know, you know me. I'm not really a comply with like group fucking. I know, I know. Yeah, you're free you know, I'm spirit. not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Spider Punk. Don't bitch. worry, I got you. No, so we no. are approaching thirty minutes, so we definitely we have given this more than enough time. We got to move on to the triumvirate. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you want to start with? Um, so, we'll start at the top, because 
we wanted to talk about My Hero Academia 393 last week, but again, I fell yeah. asleep. <laughs> so we should start with 393. He was the first one to fall asleep at the sleepover. He got pranked hard. I got pranked hard. Everyone was yelling <laughs> penis and I was asleep. <laughs> I didn't get the yell penis. Uh, so 393 uh, of My Hero Academia opens up with a flashback to Toga back at the old, I think, it's it's the more dilapidated hideout. It's clearly back when they were having, under the harsher times where they were like, you know, running from the Hero Society before they established the Paranormal Front, I think they called it. I, I hated that name. I, and, it's uh, more vignettes. It's more vignettes. This is the only part of the chapter I did not like. Because I, you know my feeling on in the vignettes. It's like, hmm. stop, you should have done this when it was that time. I, I have a similar feeling about how Horikoshi uses um, characters transforming into or from different phases of their life into like their current forms. And it's a thing he really likes to do in uh, a lot of these uh, very heavily emotionally charged Mirroring, scenes, yeah. isn't it? I, there was a whole, I've been, I've been going through the shorts program right now and there's like, uh, all the times that there was foils and mirrors in uh, My Hero Academia. And it's like, it's, some of them are correct, that's just the basics of writing, but some are a total stretch. And it's like, but you can't help, but you can't blame them for thinking that way. Cause yeah, Horikoshi does this thing where you have two children in a white background reaching out to each other. Like he's getting, he has a style and it's getting, he has a trope and it's getting beyond tropey. It's becoming just bare minimum repetitive. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, essentially twice is asking Toga, why don't you pick out a villain name? And we go into the origin. I actually kind of like this, how I villain like names. That, yeah. I like though. I she's I like, I don't want a villain name. I like, she chooses her villain name to be her real name. Mm -hmm. Cause she says fuck names because her intent is to be herself. I, I also it's like, like yeah, uh, I mean she's a killer and I know that I know that's that's really bugging the uh, mm. the readers right now. So the readers the the general discourse is pure vitriolic hatred for these chapters. And I'm like really? I understand, but you're so wrong. Why do they hate I, I don't really understand that. Like, because I she needs to die because Bakugo, like they're dancing on I Bakugo's don't... grave and Toga needs to die. I don't, I don't think any... Okay, here's the thing. How dare, I, as, how as, dare they as much as, as much as I am pro, these motherfuckers need to pay for what they've done. I, I agree. I'm, no, I agree. But, like, justice. Like, it's not... It's not it's not the hero's job to fucking slit these fuckers' throats. You put the handcuffs on. No. You put them through the fucking system. And yeah. Regardless of how you feel about the system, because I got my feelings about that, too. And it wouldn't but be a particularly it is, good it is story. It's not job to snap her neck. And That's it wouldn't not be her job. It wouldn't be particularly good either if every villain suffered a Disney-esque uh, folly of their own actions sort of thing, I like know. you know, a Clayton I, kind we, of we thing. We wanted for Darby, but they wouldn't even let that happen. I, and I, I, get I that. think that I, get that I think that would have been perfect for Darby, literally consumed what, by now? the flames of his own hatred. But guess what? No one complained about Darby's lack of death because he's hot. Ah, uh, but he's not hot anymore. <laughs> You'd be surprised who's into that. Also, also, we have we have to also baby. say that we actually return to uh, Shigaraki having like the personality and everything. You be, yeah, you, you know, we, you already said what the ending of my hero is gonna be, and it becomes that reality is becoming more and more true with each passing chapter. That there's a little baby Tenko in there, and yeah. he's gonna pull him out. <laughs> yeah, Eri's gonna turn him back into a child. He can't be, he can't be held responsible for his actions. He's a baby. I know, <sighs> but back to this one. Again, it's it has never been Ochako's job 
to be fucking executioner or judge. No. She's she her, she goes through the whole steps how her um whole her whole fucking uh story has changed cuz she's like, "Oh yeah, I wanted money for my family. Then I fell in love with Deku." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> that did kind of Yeah, you did kind of go downhill for a while, didn't you, Ochako? Oh, I don't know. I like I I, I kind of like the whole thing. I know it doesn't goes, I know it doesn't go, go yeah, anywhere. I want people to smile and stuff like that. And it's like, "Yes, you are very true to your character." When Ochako was on that cliff, for the first real conversation she ever had with Deku, 300 chapters in, when they talked about how they're interested in saving Toga and Shigaraki, I don't know why these fucking readers are so fucking surprised about what happened here. She would, There was nothing in Ochako's story that was ever going to kill Toga, and there was nothing in Toga's story that was going to result in a Disney self-inflicted death. Hmm. She's gonna go, she's gonna get locked up. That's it. And she's hopefully gonna get the help that she fucking needs, mm. and she gets to be herself somewhere, in some shape or form, in prison. I had That's a thought. Where this is going. I had a thought about the fucked up direction the future of My Hero Academia goes—a future where villains are not incarcerated or punished by the death penalty, but rather they are simply forced to be turned into a child by Eri so they can try again. <laughs> the little, you have been sentenced to baby. <laughs> honestly, honestly, not bad. Just be a baby again, and then just get raised right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, be, we but know that how, would, that, we know that how is a weird dystopian. We that is a weird dystopian up, future. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> okay. And then they have a new series that starts where the, now there's a class system based on oh, is this your reset phase? You got turned to a baby. That must you must have been a real piece of shit. We're gonna hang that over. Ivan, 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 let's cut this out and make that into our own story. Fuck, fuck breadwinner. Let's let's do that. <laughs> I know. I still like breadwinner. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, basically, the, the whole chapter is just a big fight, uh, a, a big talky fight with Ochako and, uh, and, uh, Toga here. It's all very nice, you know, the differences in their upbringing. Toga having to hide herself and, and, like, you know, drink blood in, like, you know, little bits in secret, and then, like, the loving way that, uh, Ochako is raised by her parents, how, uh, I think th there's talk of, like, a wrestler? A wrestling match that she went to see or something and all, all that stuff and then 394 occurs and the art goes the fuck off here can we agree on that the art really does pop when the fuck have we off, ever disagreed that the art is fucking exceptional yeah i want to touch that sadness deep inside of you <laughs> that, yeah. that, that weird line but it is <laughs> it's again and i think this is the true issue like the, the readers are starting to catch up with us they're 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 throwing vitriol at you things that are happening but the problem is is that the intensity of the moment the narrative intensity of the moment is not matching up with the art because mm. this is what happens when you spend too much time with deku on camera um and everyone else gets shortchanged they didn't get the development that has earned this incredible fucking art. It, uh, That's I, all there is. But this is still good. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I, I think people, I, for, I, people are catching up with our criticisms while we've already settled into them and have accepted them. Mm. Like, we're I mean, we and I are safe to say we're both really enjoying this. Yeah, early, the early Joycast phase where we were just ripping each chapter apart for a, a, a good little while. Because they deserve to be ripped for a while. They, they, right they now, did. like, now this is these are the seeds that Horikoshi is sowing. We know what they are, and you know what? There's some, some very pretty flowers. He's going to have his flowers, and they're going to be very pretty flowers. The stems don't reach very deep into the bouquet, but, you know... 
The, the, but the petals look very bright and colorful. I really like this bit where uh, there's there's this uh, nice shot of Toga is like faced with all of these things that are important to her. The memories, the boy who like tried to fight for her, yeah. the uh, bird in her hands. And then it switches to this shot of a tiny little girl, Ochako, like holding out her wrist, wrist for uh, Toga to take blood from. As Toga is this malformed, twisted, sinister version of herself. And I kind of think more than anything, that is Toga's own perception of what is of going on and acceptance of yes. the monster that she has become through the story. I mean, it, it's, it's straight up dysphoria. Hmm. It, it's literally it, what, this, this is metaphorically dysphoria. <laughs> what what the, what the fuck is that shirt Deku's wearing sometimes Tuesday? That's, that's, okay, so that's not Deku. That's the boy she likes. That's the boy and she so likes? Like, that's so, not Deku? That's not Deku. That's the boy she likes. That's the boy that fought for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. His hair's a little different, but sometimes Tuesday. So I laughed when I saw this. So if you looked at the cover of Shonen Jump this week, they did a big group cover of all the characters, and their t-shirts are like either a stylized version um, or a straight-up version of... It, it Basically, it looks like their logo, and it says Mondays. Every Monday. Every Tuesday. And um, that's the days of the week that their chapters are released. Oh. It, it's a funny it's a funny joke. So the joke that Horikoshi's making here is when his fucking chapters get delayed because he gets sick. Sometimes Tuesdays. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I, I, I laughed out loud. That I is good. I was literally rolling on the floor with laughter when that I saw good. that. I said, okay, dude. Fine. So, the chapter ends with, as Toga goes in for a desperate stab at Ochako, she misses, she, she doesn't miss, she like just kind of thuds into her shoulder, the knife going over the shoulder as the clones dissipate. Uh, zero gravity, I believe, also slowly starts to dissipate as these two girls have a, a quite nice conversation. It's, it's pretty typical and everything like that. Uh, floating through the sky as all the clones start to dissipate. Because the clones, it's a really cool effect. They have formed, like, this black miasma in the they're sky. Because raining. there's they're that many... In the end, they're raining. Yeah. They're raining. Yeah, they're it's, raining it's down. So cool. it's, it's, it's crazy to look at. In fact, Ivan, can we just say, like, the final shot of this chapter really reminded me, for some reason, of a Pluto or a monster page for the some end, reason. The end when they're looking up at the fucking stars. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it reminds me of when, uh, was it number two? I forget his name. The one, it, the the android in Pluto who loved music and like wanted to feel. It was like a war droid and then he like flies yeah. off into the sky and explodes and you just get that last shot of the sky. It reminded me of that. I think that's what I'm thinking of. And yeah, there's this I mean, there's a lot of skies in Pluto. Speaking of Pluto, I don't think we've addressed the fact that on this podcast that Pluto's coming No, I made, I made a joke about it when I called you Adam and I tried to be like, the mighty Adam, Pluto, the anime, coming soon, finally. Yep. Um, very beautiful. All Casino saw the trailer. She's like, why is all the background CGI? Because like, this thing's been in production for like eight years. Mm. So uh, it needs to get done. So I'm, I'm not going to uh, whine about CGI backgrounds. No. If the main character models are going to be that good. Looking. I kind of think that CGI backgrounds should be something that people should do more often rather than making like, I mean, I love a nice drawn environment. In fact, I think, I mean, uh, look at, look at uh breaking of Kings. Just do it mm. like fucking just paint the backgrounds. And then uh, and chainsaw man as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just paint, paint your backgrounds. Use, use CGI wiring and then paint over it. It's fucking yeah. great. Anyway, there's this nice bit with Ocha uh, Toga doing a big freaking doofy grim. Think I'm cute? The cutest girl in the world. 
and it ends as the clouds, the, the dark clouds overhead, the, the clones uh, start to dissipate and the sky is finally clearing up a, a sign that obviously the war is kind of falling in favor of the heroes, I guess. Yep, so, oh, so now the last part I want to discuss before we move on is oh, yeah. the color spread for this week. Celebrating My Hero Academia's ninth anniversary. It's Can't been nine years, my God. At this rate. I don't think, um, Har- he doesn't want to get there. He doesn't want to get there. I know, but he, need, he needs to fin- fucking finish it. Um, <laughs> so someone in our Discord uh, mentioned that All Might is the only character facing away from everyone. Look at the top right corner. Oh yeah, no, I noticed that straight away in um <laughs> that, like, Death Flags, everyone. I mean, maybe I <sighs> No, I, I doubt it. I fucking doubt it, but I do like I think it's funny though. It, I, it, I, I I like how it's freaking people the fuck out. It is one of those things where I I've for a long time look, ever since the Kamino incident arc, like I, I've held the belief that All Might probably should have died. Because his character has only kind of declined he, in terms of appearance. He hasn't done jack shit until, again, he's facing off with All for One again. Yeah, with I'm this, pretty sure there was even a point smack. where it was like, oh, All Might, you don't even have anything to show Deku because he's kind of developing his own shit for yeah, a long but, time. Yeah, but I, I agree. He's been point, he has been pointless up until this point. Like, when we find him again, like, when they finally settle into that All for One All Might fight and they don't skip over it, that's now All Might's doing something. I don't think All Might had to have a fight to do something, but versus again, this lack of development, he has barely done the last time All Might has anything to do, it's when Deku turned his back on him and he had a discussion with Stain. Mm. That's the that's the last time, which I'm like, that was a cool moment. But uh, was it wholly necessary? No. I, honestly, a war a war without All Might has honestly been a lot more interesting. I do want my Stain All Might team up because we're not gonna get Stain either. You're not team gonna up. get any of it. I don't we're not. think. No, I mean, I'd love to. What do you think? That, you, but... you think we're just gonna cut back to All Might or something in like his mech suit that he's had and it's just gonna be yes. completely wrecked because Hori wants to hurry the fuck up? Yes. Hori the I fuck mean, up. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not. Again, I'm not speculating too hard anymore. I'm. I'm kind of just writing this out now. Yeah. Fair. Fair. There's, uh, there's no point in setting ourselves up for disappointment because that's what's happening in the audience right now. Mm. That's why they're upset. But guys, this is this is still above average fucking manga. Mm. You're gonna miss this shit when it's gone. Agreed. Uh, Chainsaw so Man or One Piece? Um, let's go to Chainsaw Man. We're gonna do the previous because chapter you were or just annoyed this chapter? About I was. things happening. I was. How do you feel now? Uh. I feel a little better. I feel a little better, but it's one of those things where I'm still unsure of the true inten- intentions of Fami, really. Yeah, we're not uh, there. We're not fully there yet, but you're seeing what she's trying to work for. She's try- She's try- literally trying to recruit anyone she fucking can. I I still don't know. I, I worry that we're going to get a sort of inverse version of Makina. Makima from uh, uh, Fami to some degree, where it's going to be like, no, I, I I was lying to literally everyone in the story, and I, I've she got could. my. It, it could happen. Uh, I don't. I like last week. I was so certain about like what frustrated. Like I, I'm still certain about the point of. It feels like this entire thing. The beginning was so strong. I was like new character and everything, and ever and and the more we're kind of like interweaving between Denji's story and Asa's story, I think I get more frustrated 
due to the amount of setup we've got going on. Um, and it just feels like we get, we're piling on all this stuff and I want there to be a real godlike chainsaw man moment that like you know really impacts Again, this all the, foreplay you'll get it baby you know you'll get I, it i i want it ivan i want it so bad because i know I, val's but val has had his ass out for like he's been presenting for years <laughs> and fujimoto just won't fuck him it sucks <laughs> kind of kind of it's yeah literally it's literally what's happening it's just because this is still entertaining. I, I love Denji. It's it's still entertaining. Yeah, I also, I, love, it's I moving, still love. Also, it's really moving fast. Suddenly, Asa is now doing her fucking job. Yeah, like she started she started to become a they, like overnight. She's become not literally overnight, but across panels. Okay, that she, that the time has passed, and now she's becoming a fucking figure. That is a where, part. Right now, people are questioning Chainsaw Man. That is a part that I'm not terribly happy with because, as you know, Ivan, I have been wondering. I said very early on, very early on, when part two started, how are we finally going to transition to Asa solidifying what she needs to do in her mind and then right. acting on it and not being such? Because we, we've said Asa is, uh, she's what's the word you use? Well, for we it? see the argument like she, they're, they're, they're like, if Fami's become the third party in this fucking discussion between her and Yoru. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, but, but but what happened? But 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 the action. Yes, the action has been again like the rest. Of, again, this is the interpersonal part because when it comes to action, he's skipping a lot, and he I, just skipped to her accepting her current status and role. I I would have been fine if Asa's becoming this was more of a because it, it's kind of there. It's kind of there in like you know oh. Fuck Chainsaw Man starts reciting poetry in her head about how much she kind of likes Chainsaw Man and the motorbike ride and everything like that. That's cool. Uh, maybe it is really just um uh, a diversion in in the way that it is presented. It, it's just hard for me to take that as oh that's what you are going for. This is your like announcement of love for Chainsaw Man, Asa. And because Fami is now like, we want to protect Chainsaw Man. This is why you're doing it. Is it that? I don't really know. It doesn't feel like we actually got that. I guess. And it, yeah, it's, he's still he's still holding some mystery. He's still holding some things close to the vest. Yeah, it's but it's it the subversive nature of Chainsaw Man's writing. Was just that bit of poetry. All we needed from Asa to be like, okay, we understand your mission. You understand your mission now. You understand what you want to do, what you got to do for this story. Let's fast track you to being the badass that kills demons and all that stuff, yeah. I guess. It, it, it's interesting, but I still, I'm still waiting. You know, all frustrations are warranted and, and understandable. I get it. I, like I don't, don't I don't, don't think don't this deny is deny that you're still having a blast here. I'm enjoying it, but there, there's I don't I know I know we keep going back to he said it's not going to be good as, as good as part one, but it isn't as good as part one. I don't believe. I think it's really strong. I think the beginning is stronger than part one was. But I do I do think there's some elements here that are much stronger than part one. I yeah, agree. no, I agree, I agree. But I don't think it's wholesale as good as part one was. Because I agree. Be and we'll and we'll never truly know until it's over. Yeah. Who knows? Val, you never know what the payoff here could be. I, I mean, obviously I'm enjoying really, it that's because... That's why you're frustrated, because you just don't know. I am obviously enjoying it because, as you know, Ivan, I have a hard time enough as it is concentrating on keeping up with a manga if I don't really give a shit about it. Obviously I like this. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, One Piece 1087. 
it's a bit of a weird one. It's a bit of a weird one. Uh, so first of all, greeted by this amazing page of, uh, Ace. Yeah! Capybaras. Oh, wow. I just remembered. Now that I have a house, uh, I oh. have a bet to, uh, follow through on. What's the bet? Remember, if, said if, I, if I got a house by the end of this year, I'd have to put a portrait of Croc. <gasps> you did! You fucking and, did! And, and the pug. I've talked to Cena about this. It's probably gonna go in the guest room. That's fucking sick. I need to see that in person at some point for sure. Yes! <laughs> like, well, well, yeah, it's gonna be fucking sick. Um, but yes, so, but now this picture, this splash, this window page, we have Ace warming up a... So this is the part I missed, because I just read this right before we recorded. Yeah. He was warming up a bath of the capybaras, but he's lighting him a cigar that's <laughs> fucking sick. I know. I love it. How is it, like, in the last couple years, Ace has not been a relevant character until the uh, flashback for, kept for Yamato and everything. And we, we all even said, like, you know, I, I believe we even said in the anime and whatnot, I think they, they did that whole episode amazingly. I believe you called it one of the best directed anime episodes ever. I still I still hold up to that. Yeah. I still I still believe that is true. And it's one of those things like it I it reminded me Incredible. how fucking cool Ace is. Didn't it? And, and like there he is just and, like, and that's the reason why it was allowed to be so good, because someone agreed with you, someone believed like, you know what, Ace is so fucking cool. Can we like triple our fucking budget on one episode? <laughs> and I, I, and even though even though I have my reservations about Yamato, I think Fuck I've made the anniversary of I, the anime or whatever that, I, that spurred that. It was all for Ace. Yeah, no, and it, but even though I have my reservations about Yamato, I think I've made very good points as to why Yamato is a pretty mid character overall, but they were infinitely way more likable in the anime, quite honestly. And yeah, it, I, I and sometimes it does make me sad. I said BGE complains about that 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 uh, Oda kind of leans on the animators to fix uh, what he ah, did. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 becoming a bit of an issue in my opinion. I'm hoping he sort of like shapes up a bit because it, it bothers me. Well, he's got laser eyes, or his laser eyes now, so he'll be better. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Anyway, this chapter is 1087 battleship bags as we open up on the ship scrapyard navy branch as uh one the officer who handles uh the i, I believe it's django and full body django and full body two characters who we don't hear from that often django being from the uh kuro pirates all the way in syrup village and full body being the guy that sanji absolutely beat the crap out of because he uh disrespected sanji's food and was just an overall prick uh, the Navy officer who takes care of a lot of the bounties is explaining that Garp the Hero trained by punching the uh, battleships, the fronts of battleships, along with Aokiji, for years until they were completely as, as we indented, saying, that just goes to show you that no one's born a hero, it's strength you have to earn as we cut back to the battle on Pirate Island in the New World, where Garp is just rinsing everybody off. He is just blasted San Juan Wolf or San Juan Wolf into the ocean. He's currently drowning and uh, no one can figure out how to help him up because he's so freaking big and Garp is just duppying up every single person. He pulls a Luffy at one point and just grabs two random pirate bystanders and, and, and uses them as a shield to de defend himself against fire. And everyone is just going nuts because Garp the hero is rinsing every one of these motherfuckers off. As he stays behind, very he pulls a very... It's 
this is where I get a bit conflicted. This feels like it could have been its own Marine Ford arc in a way. Oh, but people, it's are so, pretty, people are making the comparisons. Yeah, but it, it's so weird because it's happening in the middle of the freaking Egghead arc. Like, this is this is a big problem that I have with the Egghead arc right now. The Egghead arc is the messiest One Piece arc I think I have ever witnessed. It really is. I've said it a, a good few times because we have been hopping between timelines, uh, uh, between timelines. I'm saying we've been hopping between the past, the present, possibly the future. I've got no clue really, as we have a pretty cool standoff between Kuzan, Garp, Kobe, Helmeppo, this new guy who really wants Daddy Garp's approval. Uh, it, it's all very cool. And, um, it, it, it's it's a whole freaking thing as the navy are trying to get away or the um sword alliance i guess you could call them are trying to get away right now garp gets distracted for a single moment and he gets stabbed through the abdomen by uh shiryu i believe he is the invisible swordsman of the blackbeard crew we got him uh who was recruited back in impel down uh garp retorts by possibly no, yeah, he, he, he grabs the guy. He like stuffs him into the ground, but it's not looking good for Garp. And, and this is something where it's like a bit. And Garp is a character that we have had hyped up for ages. And it looks almost like we're trying to have a mini Marine Ford where Garp, the hero, might just die here. I, I doubt don't, that. I doubt uh, that as well. He just injured. I doubt that as well, but it's like, I, 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 as someone who still holds out a lot of hope that when Oda said at the end of Wano, things are going to change. It's a new era and everything. The world is messed up and it, this is not, this is going to be a completely different story and everything like that. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping he's kind of right, but it, it, it's all looking pretty dark for everyone on the uh, Sword Alliance. Like, you know, Garp is down. He's looking pretty bad. No one ever expected that just getting stabbed through would be the thing that it ended him, considering, you know, we, we go from fights. It's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because we go from fights with Kaido and Luffy, where people are getting utterly, like, thrashed and having all of these ultimate hits, like, laid down on, on them. And then you're kind of like humbled by oh yeah this guy potentially i know we're talking about odor again like you know he barely kills anyone but garps down because he got stabbed you know what i mean it's one of those things where i'm like oh yeah getting stabbed is like bad in one piece right it seems so there's definitely this fight is definitely more visceral if there's anything defining this it's a lot more visceral than the other fights. Yeah. Also, well, also it's fucking colder. Fucking Aokiji's like, you got a habit of raising enemies. That shit was fucking cold. That that was <laughs> that was cool as fuck. I love that too. I will. So like even even the fucking word sting in this fight. I I I did love. I like the art here. Like there's a really the the bit where Garp gets stabbed. There's this really great shot of Shiryu just going right through it i love you know something i don't talk about that much i actually like a lot of oda's simplistic texture work in his clothes that he does i don't know there's something uh really like nice it about it yeah i like that shower he's punching alkiji <laughs> and um it there is 
there's a, a fair bit of catharsis. I think that's the right word for it. Am I using that right? With, like, Garp and his memories of Aokiji. It's uh, very much like a One Piece film Z scene, which is still one of my favorite One Piece films. Not as much as gold. This is an emotional release. I would call this pathos right now. Oh, okay, pathos. Again, because okay, it relates to the fact that poor Garp, like, he... He brings up so many young men only for them to betray him. Yeah, it, it goes the same for, like, technically Ace and Luffy. I don't believe Luffy and Ace ever really betrayed Garp. They just did their thing, you know? Okay, and no, it's pathos because it's, it's fucking Garp's fault because he chooses to be a cop. If mm. he wasn't a cop, they wouldn't. he wouldn't feel betrayed. Mm. Yeah, it, it's... 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 It's like because, I said. Yeah, I, you, I, I, you, agree you know, that, I would agree that Ace and Luffy did not betray Garp. No, but I don't, Garp I don't think them. Garp has betrayed them either, though. I do not believe that Gop has betrayed Again, them. Again, and in that way, I agree too, because these are all just men following their fucking dreams. Yeah, it's exactly. Th- th- it's, this, it's is, what... this is conviction, it's, it's and the... I think he respects that. And I think I think Aokiji's the one who sees this as a problem. Like, he, I think he's calling Garp. Like, you know, you wouldn't be betrayed if you uh, weren't a cop, but I think Garp, in his power fighting back, is just like, yo, people got their fucking convictions. What mm. of it? Yeah, I ain't, that... fucking cry- I ain't fucking crying over it. I, I, that's, it's like I say about, like, the Navy and everything, it's, it's a very divisive group, and that's literally what we are witnessing right now in the world of One Piece, the Navy is currently in the middle of a massive schism, where their forces are gonna be divided, and, like, you know, you got these sword motherfuckers, which, hell yeah, sword, fucking love sword, all my mother, all my friends love sword, uh, and, um, it's 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 really interesting. It's it's at a great fucking place. I I just hope that Oda really shapes up this arc because like what a weird place to put this all in. I feel like he could have done this at the end of Wano, but he's chosen to do it here. I know this has been a thing I've been talking about. He for got, fucking months. Because Wano Wano was its own climax. Like Luffy versus Kaido mm-hmm. was the, the the climax of Wano. You would it's right now if this Garp fight feels like the climax of Egghead, or at least the, at one of the climaxes. Luffy still has to pop off on Egghead. Oh, like, yeah. The, the Straw Hats. But, like, you can't go climax after climax. No, you can't. It, it makes me wonder... Whereas, whereas this guard fight is the beginning of the climax. It it feels very much like the whole Ace, Banara Island. I mean, we I thought we... Is it Banara Island that Ace fought on? I can't remember right now. I don't remember. Yeah, no, I, I can't I can't remember every single One Piece factoid, obviously. But um, it feels like a lot of the time, whenever we're coming close to, like, our big fucking point in One Piece, at least, like, you know, pre-time skip and everything, yeah, it is one of Luffy's, like, especially close loved ones is in the middle of some shit. They're getting rocked in every possible way. Uh, Things are heating up, obviously. And we thought we were going to get that for uh Sabo, but evidently not. Is it going to be for uh, uh, Garp? Is it going to be that Luffy... Is it going to be the opposite? Is Luffy going to go through all that trouble for Garp now? And are we going to get some release from the tension? That is, how does Luffy even feel about Garp after Ace's death? And it's like... I said earlier, I don't think that Garp straight up betrayed Ace and Luffy. But I think I mentioned before that there is a point to be said of Garp's inaction with Ace, where I believe, I think, I think it was said, I heard someone say once that like, if Ace said, Grandpa help me, because he was like, hey, do you need help? And he's like, no. And if he did say help, Garp would have saved him. But he didn't, because Ace's whole thing is like, 
I'm not worth sailing, saving and wasting people's like potential dying to save me. It's one of those things. That I, I, I'm interested. If Luffy goes after Garp to save him after Egghead, I am very much down for that because I want to see that. But um, I think we can end that. Do you want to know about Icehead Gill? Um, I think that's if you can keep it brief. Because I know you've been very excited for Icehead Guild, and I'm excited for your excitement. For it's it's Ice very Head basic. Guild. We get a little bit of mythos in the world with some legendary figures. Uh, the these entities that essentially bring the liches to the living world. I believe it's like a giant wolf, a snake. Uh, it's all very um uh Norse mythology, and we meet a little girl with a man who has these really terrible woodworked figures that he's very sensitive about essentially and um in the the town is basically beset by a woman taken over by a lich who carries another lich with her it's not very clear to me if it's two liches working together one who is a severed head and one who has successfully taken over the body and essentially it is the fiance of this man and the sister of this girl because the the man and the girl were going to be family i read this chapter yeah 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 it's an okay chapter it was very bare bones basic stuff and uh goes into it reminds me very much of full metal alchemist 2003 one of my favorite anime of all time brotherhood's good but the manga's the best overall but i love 2003 i know i know i know And uh, essentially it goes into liches who have been in a body long enough that the memories of their host start to sort of infect them to a degree. So now it's raising the question in a pretty good way where it's not, you know, too... It's not doing it in a a especially slow or bad way. It's really trying to establish the rules of its world right now, I think, which is good but, yeah. but I worry a lot about the pacing of the story, and I know that uh, Fabricant 100 right now is kind of hitting its gold spot. I think you said that it's pretty much in the safe zone right now. People have started to take good notice of it. Um, I hope that Icehead Guild gets there, but I think it's still going to take some time. But this was all right, as I really like Gil. He's this nice polite young man he cares a lot about people and then there's this bit where this lich is like well where's my sister i need to take care of her and uh gil just unrepentantly tells them i don't pity liches throws the fire onto the onto this like woman screaming for how she wants to take care of her sister and burns her at the stake this kid is metal as fuck with like some strong convictions and i'm really really digging it and i can't wait like full metal alchemist 2003 to see some of those convictions challenged and maybe even changed over the course of the story we will see i i think i really do think this has potential the third chapter is really about meeting another girl introduces gil to a uh in Turns out she's the thief, but with a deep love of knowledge and uh, generosity, but disguises it in a way where it's like, no, I only believe in taking care of myself, but, you know, their actions contradict their words. Gil sees the good in them, and we get a cliffhanger where this girl is about to die, and Gil jumps down a tree or uh, even a cliff to save them. We also have some funny shenanigans where Gil 
totally like embarrasses this jobber dude and is like, I'm going to use a move that I don't usually use this move, but special axe cold touch spot or spot touch. And he just puts like the blunt like side of their axe on their butt cheek and makes them scream because of the extreme cold that they're living in. It's an entertaining chapter so far. I think Icehead Gill is pretty nice overall. I recommend it. I'm digging well, it. Like I'm going to keep up. The bar for fantasy manga and on jump is really rough. Oh, so yeah. I'm hoping, I, I'm hoping that I, if one has to survive, I hope it's this one. Did that snowman one get canceled? Yes. That, yeah. That, that's the one that I said Gil replaced. There is also a brand new manga out right now called Wild Strawberry, which uh, do you want to cover that next week? Next week we will. Yeah, because it, it looks I, I'm skimming over it now and uh, not going to lie. This looks kind of dope. And we'll do th just that. But otherwise, we definitely got to go right now, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, if you peruse around the YouTube channel, um, by the time you're listening to this, uh, My Hero Academia Joint Training Abridged is out. So give her a watch. Also, I just want to make something clear. I just want to make something clear just to be important. No, I did word it wrong. I don't believe that unions have ulterior motives. I simply wonder how these unions are going to then respect the, you know, the, th the rights of the lower, less known workers like you said, Ivan, versus the rights of the big name, obviously talking heads that we see a lot of this stuff fall to to talk about these things i guess i don't know like i said there's just i just have a lot of things to consider about this i have a lot of opinions on this stuff obviously because yeah, i no myself and as i'm an actor and i would like to join a union at some point <laughs> roger dodger you're good anyways uh, good night everyone don't cross the picket line peace Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Lackadaisy, Gunbuster, Death Battle, and more. Audio engineering by Stina Carey. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Keep the conversation going by visiting Joyride's public Discord server, where you can discuss this week's topics and more. Patreon donors also get access to our weekly anime watch club with cast and crew. Links provided in the description. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning. <laughs>